Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of the IA Cast. I am Michael Doeys, and this week I'm here with Aaliyah Dudley. Hello. And Jason Earls. Hello, everybody. Wow, we're not too far away from 120. Right. And this is the Calm Before the Storm episode. Uh, uh, cue the Jaws music. Right. This is the week before Google I.O. and Microsoft Build. So we have plenty of news for you. Well, speculative news on that and some actual news. So let's start off with our actual news and talk about a Lyft. So, Aaliyah, you just found out some information about Lyft and something they're trying to do that has already been attempted yeah, so essentially what Lyft is trying to do, and this is in a lawsuit regarding wheelchair access for people with disabilities who need it, and the fact that Lyft does not have enough wheelchair equipped or vehicles capable of handling uh, large power wheelchairs and things like that. And Lyft is essentially trying to say that they are a tech company, not a transportation company. Similar to how Uber decided to do the same thing several years ago when they were sued over service dog access. So it's doubtful that Lyft is going to win this particular argument, but you never know. And it's it it's the argument that they've tried to use to get around regulations a lot. And it hasn't really worked for them, so it'll be interesting to see. Well, I don't agree with that argument, but let's let's talk about that. Seriously. If Lyft is a ride-sharing company, how do they... What is the technique we think that they could use to get more wheelchair-accessible vehicles? Drive. I think the point maybe? that... Well, uh, yes, and I think the point that, that this is trying to make is that Lyft should maybe procure some vehicles to be driven by drivers and that just is going to open up another can of worms for Lyft because they're not in the vehicle procurement business and that would make them a taxi company which eh, more more red tape so it's it's interesting yeah personally i think i don't see them as a technology company i do see them as an as a as a a ride service company because that's literally what they are doing they are connecting you to drivers yes the drivers aren't um, using Lyft and Uber specific vehicles, as in vehicles that Lyft and Uber own, the drivers own them, but they have the company logos. They represent the company. Therefore, in my opinion, they are a ride-sharing service, not a tech company. And I feel like if Lyft and Uber are working on self-driving car initiatives, they're going to have to figure out a way to buy and start procuring vehicles and making sure that they have wheelchair accessible vehicles. Yeah, it's just an interesting, it's a very interesting conundrum, in my opinion, because I feel like the point of these companies were to provide shared rides, like where you would get in the car with somebody that is not working for a taxi company, just some somebody that is providing a service that's kind of a peer-to-peer uh, approach. And I feel like this is kind of taking that out because, in truth, the basis of the actual company of Lyft and Uber is a tech company. 
but the the drivers that they have are contractors, and therefore they are the ride providers. And so it's a very slippery slope, I think, when you, um, you know, I think that Lyft should have a extra service, which also is a conundrum because then you're segregating your wheelchair population, but a extra, you know, pick this option if you need a wheelchair. But uh, that's a very tough one. So, yeah, wow. I, I actually don't know what my opinion is on that. <laughs> I kind of don't either because as you were talking, I could also see, like, select this service if you select this choice if you have a service animal. No. Right. So, yeah, I I just see that there's there's going to be some precedent set here pretty soon. Either way, again, but um and it might just be that the what do they call the the step up with the SUVs and all that, Aaliyah? Uh, Lyft XL. It might be that if you can prove that you have need of a wheelchair that you get that service for the same price as just regular Lyft. Yeah, but with the larger electric wheelchairs that weigh several hundred pounds, you're not going to be able to get them in a vehicle like that. So what do the... You more like a van or a bus You or need something. something with a lift. Yeah, but what do you do if you don't have... You know, what did people do before that? I, I, I honestly, I don't know because this is an interesting kind of situation i don't i don't i don't know how this is and it might just be that lyft may be making the 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 wrong claim here that they're a tech uh tech company and can't do this they may need to you know figure out a way to say because our service is not set up for this making changes would be an undue burden i don't know but it's just it's interesting yeah, and of course, if they do that, they're going to make a whole lot of people mad. So either way, I don't know that everybody is going to be happy, whatever the resolution is. Yeah, and the truth is, we can't make everybody happy. I mean, how does it how does it go? You can please some of the people some of the time, but you can't please all the people all of the all of the time. That's very true. Which, you know, I don't know. It's very interesting. <laughs> we will be monitoring this a little more. <laughs> Episode one hundred and seventeen. I don't know. and that goes on to our our follow-up story i want to talk about and that is we talked about this i think maybe a little bit on the main show but on the iCast we definitely talked about this where apple they removed several developers from the app store who built screen time apps and they said that their apps were not secure using the uh, mobile device management profiles, the enterprise profiles. And uh, the New York Times put out an article, a scathing article, citing a response from Apple. And it's interesting now knowing some more of the facts about this, that they didn't end up using the whole article. And not all the information was seen. This was very much a let's blame Apple without actually having all the facts article. You know, I feel like the New York Times just likes to do that sometimes. I'm not even like, I I, I do like a lot of New York Times articles and they, and, and stuff, but I, I feel like sometimes they just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very weird, this type of well, it thing feels that like goes they, on. They, I, they took I a topic sometimes. 
that they said, oh, we can latch onto this and make a pretty well-written article and make some money off of it. But they did not cite all the sources. And in this day and age, that is not acceptable because we have blogs, we have news, and these older news sources that think that they are the kings of information output are finding that they're not. And people get most of their information from RSS and other, inf other blogs and places. And it's very interesting, you know, to see the dynamic. And, you know, Renee Ritchie put out a good video on this. And I, I recommend everybody go watch Vector, the Vector video on YouTube about this and learn more about what actually happened. And, you know, Phil Schiller put out a... Uh, you know, he made the statement, and they did not quote his full statement. And Apple, I mean, Tim Cook even came in and said that uh, they did not use his full statement. And in, the interesting thing is that this whole thing is just a big blowout. Apple constantly removes apps and destroys businesses. But they typically have a good reason for doing so. So there's plenty of coverage on this. I don't want to take too much time. But what are y'all's thoughts on the new light that's been put on this article? Well, my thoughts, I'm going to try and keep this pretty short. It makes sense reading the full statement that Phil put out to, I don't remember who it was. I read it. I, I found it on like 9 to 5 Mac or something. I, I, I don't remember what it was for sure. But um, it makes sense. Because these MDM profiles can be very, as far as what they can allow. That's a technical term, by the security. way. <laughs> yep, <laughs> totally. Yep, it is. Um, but uh, <laughs> they they can allow some pretty crazy stuff to happen to a device in the wrong hands, and they're not supposed to be used for consumer applications anyway. So it kind of makes sense that they got pulled. I just think it's sad that we have news media that seems to be more concerned with getting clicks than getting articles that have complete information in them. I'm not calling out anybody in particular. I know I mentioned the New York Times before, but I've seen other places that seem to be doing the same thing. So I'm not trying to like rail against one particular company necessarily. But I think it's important to note that one of the things that our news media needs to do is be proactive and, and constructive and not destructive towards the tech atmosphere because we're living in it, right? We live in, in tech. And so we need to help the companies and provide constructive criticism towards developers and the tech giants so that we can make a better tech ecosystem. That being said, those companies then also need to be willing to respond to the criticism. Correct. So some other news. Uh, we have the big events coming up next week. And there was some leaks. And <laughs> apparently there were some boxes cited some places of a new oh, Pixel phone. Hmm? Uh-oh. I didn't see that there were boxes cited in some yeah. places. Somebody found a, a box at a Best Buy somewhere. Oops. <laughs> yeah, a, oops. For a Pixel 3a. Oh. iPhone 4 left at a bar, anyone? <laughs> right. What's with all these letters? R's, S's, X's, A's, E's. Ah. They should just like call devices like the Pixel 26, and you can just pick your letter that it ends with. Right. 
<laughs> I, I I think A means affordable because this will be a cheaper phone. I'm being see, I've been seeing online that this thing is supposed to go for like four hundred dollars. That's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, three ninety nine and up. And I think there's going to be one for the Max too, or XL. Interesting. You just said the wrong word. I'm sorry. I'm an Apple person. What do you want from me? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> so we will be talking about all that in our main part of the show. But, uh, you know, it's interesting that we're seeing these things come up before the release or announcements at Google I.O. But I'm very excited to see what we get this year at Google I.O. I wonder if they're going to update devices like the Pixelbook anytime soon. The no. Slate, maybe not. No, but... the Slate was the replacement to the Pixelbook. Oh, I thought they were still going to be alongside each other. Because I thought that the Slate was marketed towards a different customer than the Pixelbook. No, I'm pretty sure that the Slate was the updated Pixelbook. So one of the things that we encourage all of our listeners to do is to, you know, we have the IA DemoCast, and that does not have to be just from us. We welcome anybody's submission to the IA DemoCast or any demo or unbox cast that you want to create. And you could send it in to us by emailing your file to feedback at iaccessibility.net. And we will review it for quality, and we can actually post it on the IACast network. We really want to thank John Moore for posting or sending us his review of the Olympus. What was the model? The model number on the Olympus was the LSP4. It's a very interesting sounding uh, little recorder. And it's really awesome to finally have some user-generated content. And, you know, we want our community members and anybody that listens to the show know that they can be part of this to bring content to everybody. So send your content in. We'll review it for quality and we'll post it up on the site. So And if you have blog posts too, we could always use those. Yes. Send those if, to us as well. If you want to send us your blog posts that you would like to see on the iAccessibility site, send them to us. We would be glad to have them as part of our blog. So feedback at iAccessibility.net to send all of that information. So let's talk about what we would like to see. Not necessarily what we know we're going to see, but what would we like to see at Google I.O. and Microsoft Build? Apparently there... nothing because you have two Apple people on the podcast. <laughs> right. Why are we here? <laughs> we want to see Google go down in flames. Oh, wait, that was Samsung. Uh, no, why are we here? Oh. <laughs> we want to see Pixel phones running iOS. Yeah. No, I like my Android on my Pixel phones. <laughs> I would love to see. Well, I can't wait to see what they talk about with Android Q. Yeah. Android Q seems to me very much like iOS 12. It's very much centered on performance and small under-the-hood features. I have not seen a lot of big changes in Q. Dark and unfortunately, mode. at I.O., we will not know what Q means. We have to wait till September. <sighs> unfortunately. I'm really curious what dessert they're going to get for Q. Yeah, me too. 
But it's very exciting to see what they're going to come out with because, you know, we've gotten some great apps through Android. We've gotten some great services. And so, you know, these are developer conferences. And so I'm wondering what we're going to get. Google, uh, for Android, you know, we're going to see some major changes on, I think, Android app development here pretty soon. I don't know if it'll be this year. But, you know, I'm, I'm on Android Beta 2. I think it's Beta 2 of Q. And Beta 3 should come out this time. And that will make it a more stable release. And it's interesting that the Android beta process goes a lot longer than the iOS process does. Have y'all noticed that? Yeah. It's always... And it seems a bit more open. Well, Yeah, it does. Open I mean, for Pixel users. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there's some other phones that apparently are eligible for the program that aren't Pixels, from what I understand. I but... think there are very few, but... You know, yeah, Aaliyah, know will, you, pixels. will you put Q beta on your phone? Uh, not yet. And that's simply because I'm a relatively newish Android user, especially of stock. And so I want to get the actual Pi experience and really get a feel for it first. I might uh, put R on my Pixel next year, beta, but probably not Q yet. Only because R sort of will that. be Rhesus. Darn right it <laughs> will be. <laughs> it- <laughs> If it's not, I'm going to be so mad. I'll boycott the whole release. Yeah. <laughs> um, could you... Wouldn't... Uh, an article I was reading was talking about possibly uh, having... They were... Somebody had looked at some of the code in uh, the Android Q beta, and they said that they found some references to dynamic Android, which they think could be essentially um, a live bootable version of Android. So basically, for those of you who don't know what that means, when you download um, distributions of like Ubuntu Linux, for instance, um, you have the ability to boot into the operating system before it's installed on your computer. So you can get an idea as to how the operating system looks and feels before you go ahead and install it onto your hard drive. And it'll boot off of like a USB medium or a DVD or whatever you're using to install the OS with. And uh, what are DVDs? The article I was, yeah, I know, <laughs> but they're still around. Um, but the article I was reading was talking about um that possibly being a thing for Android betas, and I think that would be a very interesting way to go about it because in iOS, when you install the um ios betas you install the ios betas and you're going to be using that beta until you downgrade your device out of the beta which is a bit of a process it's not a terribly difficult process but it's a bit of a process nonetheless well i feel like this might be more for android on like raspberry pi or other you know more hmm, computerized setups but okay a bit of a side i think it would be so cool if you could run Linux apps on your Android phone in the way that you can on a Chromebook. Now, that would be interesting. And I'm wondering if that might be a feature this year. Okay, so (laughs) entertainingly, I was browsing the web looking for foods and desserts that start with Q. And most of them (laughs) are very um, exotic. Um, Android Q, queen of puddings, anybody? Uh, But, you know... (laughs) 
as as the verge says what if google were to expand outside of the the uh dessert realm you know we could have android q quesadilla or wait android q quinoa no no could you imagine how many people are like, what the heck's a king? Yeah, king. Why? Well, here's the thing to me. I would be mad if they did that because I want them to be creative and come up with something. <laughs> okay. Q stands for quick. Android quick. <laughs> you know what? That might be where they have to go with that. That'd just be boring. Well, remember, you know what quick is, right? Nestle Quick. Mm, the opposite of... Wait, what are those? It's a... Isn't it like a chocolate milk? Chocolate, like... Uh, you, it's a mix. You can have strawberry or chocolate. I think it's like a drink mix. Yeah. But that might be where they have to go. Jason, that might actually be it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I should... Prediction for Android Q right here spontaneously on the IA cast, folks. (laughs) But also, I just admitted that I don't know what I didn't know what Nestle Quick was, but I will. (laughs) That's interesting. I wonder if that's where they're going to have to go with that. I'm going to laugh so hard. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm very interested to see what we get with, you know, Android Q. When it comes out, because there's really, I mean, it's focused on privacy. There's a lot of privacy settings. Um, I I need to put it on my new Pixel phone. I just got a Pixel 3, so I'll be interested to see how it works on that. That will be interesting to see um, how it works on the 3 versus the 2. And I'm wondering, you know, if if Google will regret not making major changes this year because of iOS 13's rumored major update. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Apple got away with it. Google should be able to get away with it, too. I mean, yeah. I get that the timing sucks because, as you said, iOS 13's coming out soon with, you know, a lot of major changes. But I wonder how many of these how many of these changes in iOS already exist in Android. It's true. Aside from, like, the Apple-specific changes. So I wonder if it's not really, you know... I mean, for Apple, it's it's a big deal. Like, for us, it's a very big deal. But for all the people that are like, wow, well, Android's had this for years, eh. you know, I just wonder if it's not going to be as big of a deal as it could be. Well, and my my thing with Android is it is so customizable. There's things that you can only dream of on iOS. I mean, now one thing iOS does have that Android could use is a better method for automation. Shortcuts on iOS is fantastic. And I would love to see, I mean, we have Tasker for Android that could do pretty much the same thing and they have modules to add to it, but I would love to see some more advances there. So do you guys think we'll see any devices other than, well, we already have seen the Pixel 3a, but do y'all think we'll see anything else? I saw some rumors we might be seeing some new Nest devices, maybe a, a Nest Google Hub combo type device maybe well i'm wondering if there's gonna be new uh google cast devices maybe i feel like those haven't been updated in quite a while so it'd be interesting to see what we get there also i'm wondering if google will ever decide to get back in the tablet business with android or if they'll stick with the pixel book or the chromebook line for that well for 
from a completely blindness perspective here, I kind of do hope that they get back into the Android tablet uh, game, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in my in the in the show. Because Samsung makes a pretty good tablet. Uh, they just again don't provide. I got to play with the Samsung Galaxy Tab S4, and it has that Samsung Dex, and it just doesn't have the accessibility features, at least for magnification. So it'd be neat to see something like that for Android. So is there anything else on the Google side of things that you guys would like to see this week? Um, I mean, honestly, I, I can't really think of anything other than stuff I would like to see personally, but I don't know that it would be uh, talked about at IO. How about you, Aaliyah? I don't, I can't think of anything else, honestly. Um, I'm not, obviously, as much of a Google fanatic as I am an Apple one, so. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So, Jason, you were going to talk about your opinions on the Google tablets or Chromebooks? Yes. Um, so I'm afraid that some of but, those opinions might not be appropriate for this show. It was a joke. Well, Nobody got it. No. <laughs> no, I, I got it, but I wasn't expecting it, and it just completely threw me off. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, 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 um. Anyway. Um, I really want Google to get into the Android tablet space again, because, you know, Michael, it's like you were saying with the, um, what was it? The, the Samsung Galaxy Tab S4, was it? Yes. Tab 4, Tab S4. Um, you know, because you have manufacturers like Samsung who are known for, although I think it's mostly Samsung. Um, not letting you use a lot of their unique features of their devices with accessibility features. And that isn't something that Google really does, to my knowledge. They at least try to make things work, or if they don't work, they just, they don't flat out prevent you from using them. And I got a chance to play with TalkBack on my Pixelbook, and it's running Android apps. It's, it's not a bad experience. It's really, really good, actually. There are things about iOS tablets, I say that like there's more tablets than just the iPad, but there are things about iOS on the iPad using VoiceOver that I prefer over using TalkBack with Android apps, but it's just, I think, design decisions, and it's just what I'm used to, but it's nice. It it, it really is nice, and so it's it's a lot nicer in my experience and using Chromevox um, with my computer in tablet mode. And so I feel like from an, unless Google makes some big changes to Chromevox or does something that allows Chromevox as it is now to read Android apps as nicely as TalkBack does, an Android tablet, if you are relying solely on a screen reader, is going to give you a much better experience than a Chrome OS tablet, in my opinion. And that's why I want Google to get into the tablet space. Yeah, and, and you know, they felt like it wasn't the place for them. And I think it's because of these lawsuits with Oracle that they haven't, that they're trying to focus on other areas. But it would be interesting to see if they do it again. And I just like the Google stock experience. It's just so... It's brilliantly made, and I just think they've done a good job. So, any, I guess, really, 
that's as much as we could talk about with Google. I mean, there's going to be more things coming out during the week, and I'm very excited about all the developer stuff that we're going to get to see, and I'm going to be covering that uh, on our blog, but it's going to be interesting. No doubt. So what on the Microsoft side would you guys like to see? I don't know. I just... I'm really sad about the death of Windows Phone. I really wish Windows Phone would come back. Yeah, that 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 is not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, but still, unless it was Surface Phone, that would be cool. And you know, I'd have to get one. We would have <laughs> six phones in this house. Ah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! It would be seven. Count my Horizon phone, even though. You know, that would be a lot of phones, but yeah, so I would buy a surface, one surface while dropping the other, but it would be interesting, but I don't know. I don't think we're going to see them do it because Microsoft is invested in the other two ecosystems pretty heavily because those are what works. And so I'm very interested to see what we get this, you know, this week. I think I'm sure, I'm pretty sure we're going to get updates on new versions of Windows, how to, you know, building apps and different things. I'm curious if we're going to get new hardware this week. Surface Buds. That would be interesting. Yeah, the Surface AirPod competitors, that would be interesting. That would be. And I'm wondering if they would update like the Surface Book or the Pro line that hasn't been updated in a while. But I think they usually do that later in the year, too. I hope not. I just got my Pro. <sighs> it's crazy to think that there have been six of those. That is, because it doesn't feel like it's that old. Like, it, it doesn't feel old enough to have six. But, and there's only been two Surface Books. So... You know, I would like to see, and what I'm really hoping for this week is potentially new ways to interface Microsoft code with iOS and Android, like to build, you know, they have Xamarin and I want to learn that, but it would be interesting if they come up with new ways where you could build the apps from Visual Studio completely instead of having to have a Mac. If that happened, I don't know, guys. Y'all know what I'm insinuating. You realize that's why we're not seeing anything, right? <laughs> bat. Bat, Michael, bat. <laughs> I don't know if I could justify keeping a Mac if they do that. Michael? <laughs> Michael? No. <laughs> so, I really think that... You know, I would like to see some good Visual Studio to mobile stuff. That would be really awesome. And I'm I'm wondering if, you know, we're going to see changes. I mean, Windows, I'm sure, is going to stay the same. I wonder if they're going to drop uh, the May release, the 2019 release this week. I don't know. Hopefully, they're going to have to drop it soon. Yep. So it'll be very interesting to see what we get from both sides. Which one are you guys looking forward to the most? Build or I.O.? June. (laughs) 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 I had to. No, I think I'm looking more forward to the Google I.O. Just because, to be honest, I don't actually use my PC all that much. So I, 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 I use my 
uh, Pixel Book a little more often sometimes than my PC. <laughs> I haven't used it for like weeks and weeks. So yeah, Google. How about you, Aaliyah? I think I'm more looking forward to Google I.O. because it's a little more um, of interest to me as a consumer um, than than Build is. You know, I think that's it, is that Microsoft Build is more for the developer and less towards the consumer. Now, I.O. is as well, but they typically have more of a device part to that. Now, granted, I have really haven't kept up with build in previous years, so this year I will be a little more, but I'm I'm looking forward to both just because I love anything tech. And I don't know that I'm going to see anything from Android or Google IO that I haven't already seen in the beta of Q. So, I'm I'm just I'm very let's wait and see what we get. Do you guys have any final comments before we wrap up today? I just think it's cool that Apple, Google, Microsoft, they all have these events that we can watch. We don't, you know, it's even if you can't physically make it to the event, you're not going to be left out and you get to find out, you know, right alongside everybody else. And I think that's just that ability, I think, is a very interesting ability to have. And it's not something that we've always had, of course. And so I think it's really cool that we can we can watch these events and virtually be there, kind of. I think this has been a great show. I've been enjoying this, talking to you guys. And you guys out in the audience, please send us feedback. What are you what are you excited about? What you know, what are you really excited about with these events? So with all that being said, we're gonna go and wrap this thing up today. So Jason, what's your pick this week and where can people find you online? Well, I actually ended up talking a little bit about my pick earlier in the show. It is not anything Apple which is funny considering I made that Apple WWDC comment earlier. It is actually TalkBack for Android. Um, as I said earlier in the show, I did get a chance to play with TalkBack a little bit on my Pixelbook. Um, I figured out how to get it to run for Android apps. Honestly, like I'm surprised at how much it has changed since I last used it. I mean, it's got verbosity settings. You've got the ability to move by like uh, links and it looks like other controls now you it's just it's nice it's responsive it's 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 nice like it's it, it really surprised me now I understand that the uh, the keyboard shortcuts um, are different if you're using talkback with a keyboard on like your phone or a Android PC or something than they are on the Pixelbook or Chromebooks running Android apps I don't know if my keyboard shortcut experience is, in fact, the same as a keyboard talkback user for Android PCs experience, but I mean, it's just, it's nice. It's very nice. I like it. So anyway, as far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content at iaccessibility.net. You can email me at jason at iaccessibility.net. I'm not sure why I said .net twice. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. You can also follow me on Twitter at JulietDeltaEcho91, JDE91. Um, if you do add me from Facebook or Twitter, please let me know that you have found me from our podcast. All right. And Aaliyah, what's your pick and where can people find you? 
My pick is the thing that made me amazing spaghetti the other day, and that is the Instant Pot Smart Wi-Fi 6 Quart. By the time this show releases, you will have an unboxed cast from me about this lovely little gadget. It is pressure cooker, slow cooker, yogurt maker, rice cooker, um, lots of different uh, kitchen gadgets all combined into one, and it is usable via the Instant Pot Smart Wi-Fi app. And so... Um, which is mostly accessible voiceover. It's got some problems, but nothing a good knowledge of iOS can't overcome. So it is very, very nice. And Michael can attest the spaghetti was amazing. So I'm not sure whether I'm picking the Instant Pot or the spaghetti. Anyway, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A at iAccessibility.net, and you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199. All right. My pick this week is a new device I got right before Google I.O., the Pixel 3. It's an awesome phone, and I've been playing with it a lot. I want to play around with the camera, go do some photos, and do some awesome stuff with it. Great phone, great screen. The notch is a little big, but I love that phone. It's really amazing. And if you have a Pixel 2, it's worth the update. Especially the XL. It just it looks nice, it works well, and Android is very snappy on it. And it has some things I like better than iOS, and iOS has things I like better than it, but I don't know. It's just a great phone, and that's my pick this time. So, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. It's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook by searching for Michael Doeys. Just let me know that you found me from the IACast. And you could also find me on my website, michaeldoeys.com and beyondthegallery.com app and learn about everything I'm working on there at those places. So, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the IA cast. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys on the stream. And I want to thank all of our listeners again. You can always email us and uh, we hope to also see you on our Slack, iaccessibility.net slash Slack. So check that out. We'll see you next week with a new episode of the IA cast. And thanks again, everybody. Bye everyone. Bye, Bye guys. This show has been brought to you by the IA Cast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iAccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iAccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android. And keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website. And get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2019, iAccessibility, LLC.